With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. Nesson in a good mood today, Michael. The Celtics advance to a Game 7 tomorrow. They're laying five. They've got the Bs on the ice today in Carolina, so it's big. Up in New England, Marquee Sports Network, we were talking about the Bears a little bit earlier. But Carl Johnson just brought up the Chiefs, and I think it is fascinating. So 2022 schedule, I I came up with some quirks, and this one certainly is interesting. It's going to be the first team, the Chiefs, in NFL history to open a season with eight straight games against teams that finished above 500. So I'll give you the team. So they're going to start at the Cards. They're going to come home to take on the Chargers. At the Colts, at the Bucks, the Raiders, the Bills, the 49ers, and then they get a bye. That is a brutal stretch for the Chiefs. Yeah, and look, the last four, too, you've got Seattle, which they got the Texans, Seattle, Denver, and then the Raiders. So, you know, they're going to have to start fast. Now, Andy Reid's teams do. And, and I think more than anything, and we can have this conversation, Patrick, because we do. But we know this. Patrick Mahomes has to play better. I mean, it's just simple as that. He did not play to the level of the conversation that we usually are having about Patrick Mahomes. The three last passes of his NFL season in 2021 were the worst three passes I've seen him make in his career. You know, and that overtime loss really was on him. Had the ball, had a chance to win the game, had everything going, had everything going for themselves. All the things that they complained about that the Patriots beat them with and Tom Brady had a, a distinctive advantage. They had the same one against the Bengals, only he threw the interception on the third play. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all works out for them. I think they've made a conscious effort to try to improve their defense because I do think with the with the the changing of the guard a little bit there in Kansas City, because of Tyreek Hill, they're going to have to replace him. And certainly Valdez Scanling isn't going to replace him. He's going to supplement their offense, but he's not replacing Hill, nor is Smith-Schuster. Their defense they feel like they must improve and they must play with more consistency. And I think they've got to get Chris Jones and Frank Clark to play at that high level. And they've got to be able to cover like they did last year. And, and that's why I think they traded up to get McDuffie in the draft because they know they're going to need to be able to do those things. And they're going to have to win in three phases, not necessarily just allowing their offense to carry them. Market facts, betting facts for the Chiefs. So, of course, finished 12-5 and five last year. They're plus 125. Actually, BetMGM's got them plus 150 in division, so you're, they're favorites there. It's a brutal division. It's been talked about ad nauseum. Uh, but that's the difference as well. I just looked at a book, plus 125. We got 150 at BetMGM, importance of the number in shopping. Uh, 10.5 on the win total, Michael Lombardi. Uh, if you want to bet over, you got to pay a bunch of juice, 145 juice on the 10.5. But you brought it up, replacing Tyreek Hill. It's not going to be Hardman and Valdez Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster and Josh Gordon. They did draft Sky Moore, but that's a big, big miss not having Tyreek. Right. It is a big miss. And I think what they're going to see now is we will no longer see the high, high safeties. Right. That whole concept of defense that became prevalent through the through the last, I'd say, two years of these safeties being way back there had everything to do with Tyreek Hill. And, and Patrick Mahomes' ability to elude his tacklers and then make a play down the field. And I, and I think now that no one, I mean, obviously Hardeman can still run, but there's a danger 
that has been removed, that quick hit, that quick strike danger. And I think you'll see teams play them a little differently. There'll be an adjustment as it goes forward, and we'll see how they handle it. Look, we know this. They're, they're going to throw the ball effectively. That's what they do. Andy Reid has done this. But last year, they were 11th in the league in turning the ball over in interceptions. You know, they had way too many games where they turned the ball over, and they weren't creating turnovers. And when they finally got their defense turned around in the second half of the Washington game, going into the Tennessee game, what they lost, you know, they beat Washington with a 21-point second half, and then they lose to Tennessee 27-3. That game was over at halftime. From that point on, they started to play better defense. They just didn't play great offense. There was a lot of games where they didn't score a lot of points. And I think that Andy Reid needs to find some form of balance to get back there, to take some of the pressure off his quarterback. I mean, look, they're the best team on third down last year, and they struggled offensively to put points on the board. Now, when they got to the playoffs, they didn't. Obviously, Pittsburgh wasn't a great team. You know, they, they, they 13 seconds in Buffalo, don't even understand that. But we'll go, you know, that's in the horse of another day. But, uh, you know, and then the Bengal game, they had a chance to win that game, and they couldn't do it. Michael, I told you the win total for the Chiefs is set at 10.5. Six of the last seven years, they've gone over that. I'll give it to you. Yeah. 11, 12, 10. That's the one they didn't. The last four, 12 wins, 12 wins, 14 wins, 12 wins. Do they take a step back this year? I don't see how they do. I mean, obviously, we know the Raiders are improved. We, we know the Chargers are much improved, right? And Denver with Russell Wilson is much improved. So it's a long struggle, and I think that number typically would have been 11. But I think the book is saying, hey, this is not an easy way. And then you're playing Indianapolis. You're playing Tampa Bay. You know, you're playing, you know, Buffalo. You're playing Tennessee. You're playing some harder teams, Cincinnati, because of the schedule. But late in the year, it gets a little easier where they can collect some wins. And look, you know, if Mahomes plays to the level we've seen him play before, you know, getting to 11 wins I don't think is going to be an issue. But he's got to get back to playing. His fundamentals were disappointing last year. He lost – if he were a golfer, he lost his swing last year. There's no denying it. You know, he was inaccurate with the football in, its, in the sense of being Patrick Mahomes accurate. You know, it's one thing to throw the ball to the receiver. It's the location of where the ball goes to the receiver and what you need him to do with it by how you throw him the football. And he just wasn't that accurate last year. And it made you – know, we made a 1,000 excuses for him. You know, but the reality of it is, I think if he was honest with himself and Andy Reid's being honest, he's got to play better. Well, your instinct is right because the ten and a half is juiced big time up to minus one forty-five. So I'm sure there's a book out there with the Chiefs sitting at eleven. So interesting. I, I just want to reset this because I love it. I think it's a great theme. This isn't about Tyreek Hill to you. This is about Patrick Mahomes. It really is. I, I think. Look, there's enough there on you know, and they've put a lot of money in this offensive line. Orlando Brown's a franchise player. They. They paid for Joe Tooney in a tremendous way, and they draft Creed Humphrey in the second round. And they luckily get Trey Smith, who's a really good right, right guard for them. So, you know, they put some money in their offensive line. Kelsey's over 30 years old. You know, Kelsey came out in 13. He's going to be entering, you know, how much longer can he play at this high level? And I, I think to me this is about trying to get their offense back. They're not going to be as dynamic, but I think they're going to score a lot. The thing they did defensively last year, which was remarkable, is they gave up a ton of yards. They just give up a ton of points. And I think Andy knows he's going to have to play complementary football in all three phases. Scheduling anomaly number two that I picked out for you. Houston, bye-bye-bye. The Texans are facing three teams that will be coming off a bye this year. It's important. That's the most in the NFL, Michael. Let me lay it out for you as far as the betting market. 4-13 and 13 last year. Win total set at four and a half. You got to pay a little juice on the Houston over that four and a half. They're 22 to one in the South, which is a weak division. You got a new head coach in Lovey Smith. They went secondary in defense and Stingley Jr. Out of, the, uh, out of LSU in the draft. But Houston, three teams off a of bye. Let's start there. Well, I mean, look, they're going to be rested. But here's the thing about buys that I think we overemphasize a little bit is yes, it's rest. But there is also a sense of losing continuity, pad level, and your fundamentals. The players have to be out of the building. So it isn't like you're getting time to work or a little bit of time to continue to improve your craft. You know, it's the stop and start. And so you've got to regain that momentum and see if you can regain that momentum. And I think ultimately for Houston, the fact that they won four games without Deshaun Watson when they won four games with Deshaun Watson the year before is fairly telling. 
And a lot of this is going to come down to, can they improve this offensive line? They get Tunsil back. How is he going to play? They draft the green kid from A&M in the first round. They put him at left guard. They've got Tyrese. They got three first-round picks in the offensive line. They've got to improve in that area, right? And where is Davis Mills? I mean, Davis Mills at times looked really good when he was protected. I think that's going to be the key. Their team speed defensively is improved but they're not a dominant defensive front that they need to be to run Lovey Smith's scheme. So, but I do think last year what I, what I felt like watching them and without the, without the burden of Watson hanging over their head this year is they played hard. They played hard in every single game, and they competed in every game. They weren't talented enough, but they competed. If they do that, I think they get over five. I really do. I think they'll get over four and they'll cash that number. Yep. Just got to get to five, as Michael just mentioned. They are all in on David Mills. Uh, Davis Mills. Yeah. <laughs> that's how anonymous. Uh, Davis Mills. They're all in. Is that fair? I would say that's fair. I mean, you know, they signed Kyle Allen as a backup quarterback, the kid from Washington who was in Carolina with the Panthers and Ron Rivera. So I, I think they feel like, look, they got a really good player. Uh, you know, last year, a lot, I know New England liked Davis Mills and, and obviously Nick Cesario, the general manager of the Texans, he was there when they were planning that. They feel like they got a really good player. I mean, and if you put Davis Mills in this draft class, you know, I, I know he wasn't, you know, he had a lot of injuries in, co- in college coming out. He's a five-star kid coming out of Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, this is a very talented player that was going to Stanford in the lines of John Elway type Stanford, you know, the Andrew Luck type Stanford. And the career kind of got derailed because of injuries. But he's very talented. I think with an offseason, he can take a huge mother may I step forward. They've got to do a better job of protecting him. They've drafted some more weapons. They re-signed Cooks. You know, they, they drafted the kid Mishi in the second round to give him some more speed on the outside. So we'll see how that all works out. But they were, they were getting somewhere last year. Pep Hamilton's the offensive coordinator. We'll see how that, that, that transposes itself. But I do think it's worthwhile to give Mills that opportunity. I don't think, you know, if you said to me Mills or Drew Locke, I don't think that's close. Like, I have more faith in Mills than I do Drew Locke, although Seattle has a ton of faith in Drew Locke. 40 seconds. Did the Lovey Smith hire make sense? It didn't from my standpoint because knowing Nick and knowing the program Nick's been through in New England, it didn't fit. Gotcha. Like, Lovey wants to play over cover, three, over cover two, Tampa two. The, the, the Stingley pick didn't make sense to me. So Nick's going outside his comfort zone in terms of his philosophical belief, and he's going to have to give Lovey some time to do it, and he's got to stop coaching the team. he got to let Lovey coach the team. He can't be in the press box on Sunday coaching it. Scheduling anomalies. Of course, the schedule dropped on Thursday. Michael Lombardi, Travis Landry is signed with the Saints. When we come back, there is an anomaly yeah, with the Saints schedule. I want to get your take on that team this year. Great. We'll have the market set up for you next here. Lombardi line on a Saturday, presented by BetMGM. This is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, First Bet wants you to get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and receive 10 bucks instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit slash horses for details. And when you do, use the bonus code Vegas1000. Lombardi Line on a Saturday. He is Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We're just going through some of these scheduling oddities as we've got the schedule out. Of course, many books, including DraftKings, has got they've got odds on every single game throughout the year, so you can go check that out at DraftKings. Um, in particular, I saw you light up a little bit when I mentioned the Saints. We'll see why. Jarvis Landry has signed with the Saints, so he goes home. Here are the numbers, and I'll let you run. Last year, 9-8. and eight. Uh, This year, they're four and a half to one in the South. I'll get you the, I don't, for some reason, I don't have the team win total. Um, Oh, eight. So the season win total set at eight eight. for the Saints. New head coach, obviously, an era has ended. Thoughts on the Saints? Well, I mean, they couldn't throw the ball last year. I mean, they finished 32nd in the National Football League in yards passing. I mean, that, that's an indication of how bad their, their pass offense was because they didn't have a quarterback. I mean, you know, they were trying to malfun- that ma- manipulate Taysom Hill as the quarterback, and certainly they had the injuries, and Trevor Simeon comes into play. But, you know, when they went on that five-game losing streak, they just couldn't score any points. And, you know, it was remarkable that they were able to win as many games as they did, a tribute to Dennis Allen's defense and Sean Payton's coaching winning uh, four of the last five games you know so I I think this year they've got to see where they are offensively with with Jameis Winston how good are how good is he you know can he match you know can he play to the level they need him to play without turning the ball over and making the critical mistake now they've done a good job of supporting him I think they've done a good job. This is something I think Mickey Loomis has always done, the general manager there, and Sean Payton is they've always reinforced the lines. I mean, they draft the Penning kid in the first round to play left tackle to replace Armstead. You know, they've got four number one picks in this offensive line and a number two in McCoy, the center. So they understand the importance of going to the steakhouse in order to mistake. And, but they also have great receivers. You know, they draft Olivier in the first round. They've got Michael Thomas coming back. They sign Landry as the slot receiver. They can play him inside, kind of give them a kind of an inside receiver a la tight end who will block. And, you know, they still have Kamara, who's going to be suspended, I think, for the first four games. Is it, Patrick, or six? I was going to ask you about that. That looms large. We don't have the determination, but the February suspicion of battery here in Vegas, that's huge when we're talking a win total set at eight. He's their most important player offensively. Yeah, I, I think to me, you know, it, it's it, whether I don't know if it's four or six, but I know one thing. You want to play the Saints early in that in that situation. But I think the, the Saint, playing the Saints early is going to be partly what you want to do to see where they go offensively. I, I think they'll be better defensively. I think there's no doubt about that. They get Mathal to come back in there and, and replace, you, you know, re, re, replace the, the, the safety they, they lost. The kid from, uh, it was at Philadelphia, was there before. So they replace him, uh, Malcolm Jenkins. So they get him in there. They need that safety to put a lot of money in Marcus May, the kid that they drafted, the kid that they signed from the Jets. So the middle of the defense should be much improved. They need big years out of Davenport. They need big years out of, out, out of their defensive players to kind of offset that. And the key has always been, are they good enough at corner? Lattimore's really good. Adebo, the kid they drafted from Stanford in the, in the third round, played better. They drafted another kid in the second round, Taylor. So they've added some things. I mean, I think this is a team certainly – if they get some quarterbacking play 
and Winston stays healthy and they don't turn the ball over, it's not going to be an easy out to go down there and play them. I can tell you that. Yeah, the the assumption is six. They haven't made a determination on Camaro, which will probably get knocked down to four. So you're in, in that four to six range, which is huge. Uh, season win total set at eight. Got to go a little juice, 115 on the over for the Saints. But think about the turnaround for Winston at receiver here with the Saints, Michael. I think it was, what, Callaway and Deontay Harris last year, and all, all of a sudden yeah. you've got Michael Thomas back, Alave, as you mentioned, and you signed Jarvis Landry. All of a sudden that's an exciting uh, trio. Yeah, but look, they play the North, AFC North. Okay, so it's not an easy road. You got three legitimately good teams in the AFC North Cleveland, Baltimore, Cincinnati. So you're playing them. Now, I know you're playing the NFC South, but you're also playing the, the NFC East. So you pick up a couple games there a little bit. But I think to me, that's going to be the challenge is, you know, you're playing those out of conference games and it's going to be hard. It's going to be really hard to. To, to just say, okay, we're going to be able to beat this NFC North. I mean, the benefit that you don't get, you know, when you do that, I think that's really the challenge. By the way, my scheduling anomaly for the Saints this year, if we do have the Saints schedule, was they've got a very late bye, week 14. Yeah. That is, well, no, that's, yeah. I think, yeah, week 14, pardon me. Yeah, I mean, look, that last year they had a bye in, I think, week five of the season. So, you know, they needed it too, but... Look, they are a team that's going to have to develop their quarterback. They went in with Winston. They're going to put two years into Winston to see where it gets them. You know, they gave up next year's draft to do this team. This is not a team that on the paper when they started this offseason, you thought, well, you know, look, they've got a ton of cap room. Let's clean up the cap. Let's give Dennis Allen a year to kind of get it straightened out, and then we'll compete the next year. No, they went. They put the foot to the pedal, and they're all in here. Yeah. I mean, they're going all in on it. You know, and, 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 and the other thing I forgot to mention is they play the NFC West. You know, they, they've, got to play, they've got to play the Rams, the 49ers, Seattle, and Arizona. I mean, yeah. so when you add that to the North – of the AFC, it, they have a hard schedule. Whether they have the buy, whenever they have the buy. So, I mean, look, when they come off this thing, I mean, they open up. I know in Atlanta's no walk in the park, but I think if you grow up in the South, you understand the Saints-Falcons rivalry is fairly intense. And they then they host the Tampa Bay at home in the second game, and then Carolina, Minnesota. It, it's not an easy way to walk down the park. Do you believe the Taysom Hill at tight end experiment is going to work? No. I don't think he's going to be a tight end. I think he's going to be a move guy. I think he's going to be the F. I think you're going to see him as the fullback, off the ball, catching routes, maybe even, you know, bubble screens, double passes. I think he's going to be a jack of all trades, and he's going to be the personal protector on the punt team. He's going to be the L4 on the kickoff team. I think he's going to do a multiple of things, but I don't think he's going to be a true on-the-line Y. I think he won't hold up there. The, the last question I have for you about the Saints, and I don't believe, you know, three seasons or two and a half seasons as a coach of the Raiders. I don't think you crossed over with Dennis Allen, but I'm no. sure you know of him. What can we expect? You know, second time around, 49 years old, taking over an organization. Well, I, I think he's learned a lot from his experience in, in, in Oakland and trying to figure everything out, you know, and I think he's got an offensive staff that has been in place and they know what they want to do. And I think he's done a good job of coaching defense. And I think he's done a good job of watching Sean Payton become a, be a head coach. And I think that's going to be a learning experience for him as he steps into this new role and tries to can maintain the same level of defense, but also instill his personality within the team, which is going to be very important as he moves forward. So, look, I think second-time guys get an opportunity. They're always going to be better. Todd Bowles, I think, will be much better as a second-time head coach because if you're smart, Josh McDaniels, you write down where you messed up, where you think you failed, and then you improve on those areas. And, it, and, it, and what all those three guys I just mentioned, they have been very good in terms of their side of the football when they've taken over. I mean, they're, McDaniels has an outstanding offensive coordinator. You know, Dennis Allen's been an outstanding defense coordinator, and so has Todd Bowles. So it hasn't like they've lost their, their ability to coach the level. They now need to take that giant mother-may-I step in a leadership role and move forward. It does feel like personnel-wise, I, I love the way you frame that, that they kind of put their foot on the gas. So, again, nine wins last year. You lose Peyton. So as a better, I'm trying to understand. So it's eight in the market as far as season win totals, but I do feel like the roster's gotten better. Michael Thomas coming back is a huge get, but the coaching discrepancy there. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I think a lot of this is going to come down to Will Lutz, too. I mean, there was a time last year where I didn't think Lutz was making enough kicks, and they kind of went through it with him. You know, they kind of gave him the benefit of the doubt, and they were able to, you know, to see. And they went through a bunch of injuries with their kicker and, you know, their punter, Brian Johnson. I mean, he wasn't very effective, you know, and so that, that became an issue. And they had Cody Parker kick for a game, and they had Aldrich Ro- Rose kick for a game. I mean, Will Lutz has got to come through for him because, you know, we don't talk enough about this, but one of the areas that you've got to, if you're going to win these close games, you've got to have a chance. To, to make it work, you know, and you've got to be able to make those close kicks. And sometimes, whether it was Brett Maher early in the season who missed two kicks, whether it was Johnson who missed three kicks, you know, you've got to be able to find a way to do that. They were 31 for 38 in field goals last year, Patrick. That's 81.6%. That's just not good enough. Old Billy Lutz always comes back to him at the end of the day. You're, um, you're lean on the eight, Saints. I, I lean a little over because I think that, you know, I, but hesitantly, I think it's a pass for me, Patrick, because sure. I don't trust Winston. I love Camaro, but if it's six games, I think it's hard to come back. Now, they got Ingram back in there, right? But Camaro drives that offense. Yes. I mean, he's the one. And I think you lose one of the premier play callers in all of football in Sean Payton. Yeah, I, I agree. That's, that's when I would lay off because you could, see it going one of two, you could see it going two ways. I totally agree with you. I think the miss of Camaro for at least four games is going to be huge for them. I really do. Um, and, and, and if you don't know it now, if, if it's six, that margin, I think you're giving up. I think it's time to it's pass it. We don't know about Winston in the regular season, but we do know in the offseason, his, his Instagram videos are going to be lit. And his, <laughs> his, his workouts have been tremendous. It's, it's so funny. Uh, he's got, he's got I mean, a great I hope personality. He does it. I, hope he, I hope he turns it around. I really do. I hope he's able to give them a solution. I mean, one of these guys have to. TG next. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's the spring special. $59 gets you everything we have to offer here at VSIN now through the end of July. The next few months are going to be awesome. Of course, you got baseball every single day, so if you're not in the grind, let us do it for you. Adam Burke, daily MLB bets. Of course, Jonathan Von Tobel's got the bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil, Stanley Cup playoffs. We've got you covered. Got you covered on golf, UFC, USFL, NASCAR, everything. Plus, this deal comes with Point Spread Weekly, which we release every Wednesday. Very important for a better. vcin.com slash spring, $59. vcin.com slash spring. Okay, tremendous stuff. Having some fun with the scheduling and the NFL. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. We head out to the Borgata. Say hi to our partner. Thomas Gable, who runs the race and sportsbook there at the Borgata. Thomas Gable, you got a, maybe a little break today without the NBA there, huh? Yeah, a little bit of a break. Uh, no, no NBA games. Weird, uh, I guess weird little scheduling quirk there with the playoffs. But, uh, Michael, great to have you back. And uh, hope you. you're, uh hope you're doing well. I hope Berman's feeling better as well. I know uh, yeah. both of you were dealing with we- this. Yeah, it's 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 going around the neighborhood, but I think we're good. I think everybody's coming back now, so we appreciate it. It's good to be back. It's uh, I was disappointed to not be able to have our usual seventy sixer conversations, but I'm sure that the book was was as you text me during that game. Can you believe this is an effort? You know, the thing is, from your from from you watching it, Thomas. I mean, mm-hmm. you you Hubie was saying on TV. You know, Doc's pleading with them to give an effort, and there was no effort. Like. How do you how do you understand that? I don't I don't know that there is a way to rationalize that for uh, a team in Game Five or Game Six facing elimination where you just do not give an effort. And you know, to I, Patrick, I know you brought this up a couple weeks ago about why the Sixers fan base kind of feels the way they do with all this negativity. You have to remember, you have to go back to what this franchise asked the fans to do, which was basically sit on their hands for years and said, we're going to lose, and we're going to lose big. Bear with us while we do that, because it's going to bring us championships in the end. And trust the process. And we see where that's gotten. They haven't even gone to an NBA Finals. And now there's one guy left, left standing from that, and that's Embiid. And, well, I can't even say he's left standing because he's on the floor too much. But... (laughs) 
he, you know, that's the only guy who's still there from that. We've, we've gone through, you know, regime changes. We've gone through personnel changes, both front office and obviously on the player side, coaching side. And now they're going to, at least on the surface, it looks like they're going to attempt to run it back next year with the same group. And I just don't, I don't see the logic behind it. Um, you know, the Harden, I think, is, is spent at this point, uh, unless the guy suddenly changes his lifestyle and gets into phenomenal shape over the offseason and really comes out next year um, and shows us something that we didn't see this year. Um, you know, and Embiid, you know, credit to Embiid, the guy got into the best shape of his life, uh, or at least of his career, uh, this past season. Yes, with the fortunately with the injuries that, that came up there in the playoffs that affected him, but um, just the lack of effort, as you said, Michael, it's uh, really telling that you can't if you can't have the coach motivate the team. Why are the where's the motivation for the players? I, I don't know. It's just really strange to me. Don't stop. I'm a therapist. You guys are laying on the couch. Just let it all out. Just go back and forth. I mean, in fact, I thought Thomas was talking about Georgetown basketball for a little bit there when he was talking about losing. Um, But Michael and I were discussing bringing Harden and Doc back. He thinks that might be a mirage with Doc. What's your take on those two potentially coming back? Doc could certainly, you know, be, uh, you know, what's Maury going to say in a press conference right there? I mean, other than him saying, you know, I, I need time to evaluate everything. He could certainly have said that, but um, but Harden, you know, Harden's going to you know opt in, obviously, for that. So uh, nobody's going to pay him uh, otherwise. So uh, I think this team is going to come back. At least it looks that way. It's going to come back in the same shape that it was this year. And you know, you still have the Harris contract kind of hanging around your neck, um, but it, it's. There isn't a really a bright future, that I would say, for Philadelphia in terms of competing for a championship. Um, you know, right now, it's just, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the answers are for the Sixers unless you just want to say, okay, they're going to be also Rams in the playoffs for the next couple of years, which is the way it appears now. Which is so ironic because the whole, no, the whole sales point of the, of the process was we were going to avoid the middle of the pack. We were going to avoid having to never get out of our own way. We were going to do something that was uniquely different, that was going to elevate us to a higher level. And I'm sure all those people that were in the book on on Wednesday night or Thursday night watching the game were just as, you know, sitting there saying, like, this, we just got sold a bill of goods, and you're right. And and the fact that they went to a, a championship with the great Larry Brown at coach and Iverson, you know, the fact that they did that in it, it, so long ago in 2003, you know, without having to go through all that just seems to make this really kind of hard to believe. But we shall see. Yep. Uh, I, I'm with you. I don't know how they sell tickets next year at, at the highest level because I, I just don't buy anything that they're selling. Ticket prices are increasing. They want to increase uh, ticket prices for next year as well. And of course they do. But but you said you know 2001. That was that the last time they were made the NBA Finals. Look at the personnel, and you could look at the personnel on that team that made to the finals. You had Iverson and Matumbo, but then outside of that, you had Eric Snow, Matt Geiger, Aaron McKee. You know these are not you know names that you yeah. say hey these these guys are should be in the NBA Finals. Uh, that team was kind of willed to the NBA Finals, um, you know, on the shoulders of Iverson. And you just don't have a player like that right now on the roster for the Sixers, and you haven't had, had that since. Well, I hope you're proud of yourself, John. You know, I hope you're proud of yourself, 76er organization. The owners, all the way up and down. I got two beaten men. Uh, Michael got sick because of it. Uh, you can tell That's that right. Thomas G- Gable, I can tell there's congestion going on with you today, so apparently you're yeah. sick. You both sound deflated. I mean, it's just way to go, 76ers. You beat my two guys down. That's all I can say, Michael. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, look, we're beaten down as a franchise, I mean, as, as fans. I mean, as Thomas eloquently said, and we, we have seen this movie so many times before that we know the ending. You know, Will Hill didn't know the ending. We he kind of learned it, but we've all seen it. <laughs> shout, shout to Will Hill. Um, 
yeah. who literally was texting me in, in no the way. second quarter, I think this team's back. I mean, of the, of the last game, he's texting me, I'm back on him. Now, you know, he's going to say that, you know, that was a joke, but let's be honest. We, we all know. Well, I know you're lying because he doesn't know. Will Hill doesn't know how to text. Uh, um, well, Philadelphia, Philadelphia has moved on. Now it's all about the Eagles at this point. Now it's all about the oh, Eagles. They, so they, the city's moved and on. And by the way, Michael's bullish on the Eagles. Would you agree with the positive sentiment going into this year? Well, I'll say this. It's not just local positive sentiment. There's a lot of yes, there's national, national. I agree. positive sentiment around this team. Um, you know, I think between what they did uh, in the draft, and they had a very good draft, and, you know, making some trades there, they, they have improved this team. I think really the one thing that still concerns me is their secondary. Uh, and the potential, the potential, again, for injuries – because this is an aging roster there on the offensive and defensive lines. But if those two can hold up, I mean, uh, yes, there's definitely uh, potential for them to compete for the division. And we've seen uh, a little shift in the odds for the division there. The Cowboys now are even money. You you had to lay a price before. Uh, But the Cowboys are still favored, and I think rightfully so. I think the Cowboys should be favored. Uh, But the Eagles now plus 230 there uh, to win the East. But, yeah, there, there is a lot of positive sentiment uh, nationally about this team. So we'll just see if, uh, if they can come through. You're going to get a lot of action today on the ice. you got three game seven. So if you like hockey, today's about as good yeah. as it gets, right? Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, the, the Bruins-Hurricanes game I think is probably going to be very heavily bet. Um, we are taking some money there on the under, which is uh, five and a half right now in the total for that game. And... Um, but uh, overall, just the the playoffs for the NHL has been so much more interesting than I think the playoffs for the NBA. Outside the the Bucks Celtics series, I mean, I, I'll say this: I was wrong. I, I don't believe I said it on this show, but I was did an interview before the playoffs started for the NBA, and I said, you know, this is the time where uh, the public really gets engaged with the NBA because the games are better, they're more competitive, defense is played. You know, everybody's going to try every night, and we, I've been proven wrong with that. You know, how many games have been decided by over 30 points? Yeah. And, you know, you have Golden State, who is down by over 50 at one point. You know, it's, it's really a shame, I think, for the league as a whole, that this is a product that has now come from the regular season into the playoffs, it seems. Uh, but, again, uh, Bucks celtics has been a good series. Uh, those two teams are, are battling it out, and you can tell those two teams are exhausted. But the, the NHL uh, has been very entertaining so far, and I, I think it'll continue. Thomas, plenty of fluids today. I can tell you're not you're kind of under the weather, so I'll text you to see if you're feeling okay, buddy. But feel better. <laughs> Kip, Take some time you. if you need it. Enjoy, Thomas. Thank you. Thanks, guys. All right, TG, director, race and sports book there at the Borgata. Whew. That was a rough one, but we all needed it. 76ers, thanks oh, for we're nothing. Good. Thanks we're for good. nothing. We, we, are, we all good. We know it. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. 
We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM, the king of sports books, reward points. This is the ultimate loyalty program, like your credit card, but betting. It's pretty cool. Redeemable online bonuses, or you can convert them into comps, the points you earn through betting at MGM Resorts nationwide. It's a great perk, it's a great loyalty. It's the only loyalty program in the game. Uh, go to betmgm.com, download the app. If you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Got you back here. Lombardi line. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. Yeah. Thomas Gable dealing with a really bad cough the last few days. Wonder if he he just texted that, Michael. So it's going around over. Even though it's warmed up a little bit where you guys are and where yeah. our Nesson audience is, it's still, you know, we're still dealing with it. Going yeah, through we it. Are. It's, yeah, we're dealing with it and, it, and it's out there and, uh, you know, you got to stay safe and you, you've got to be careful because even if you're vaccinated, you're not immune to it. And, and it's uh, and it's da- and it's dangerous. It's going to knock you down for a few days. There's no doubt about that. So take care of yourself. The weather hasn't been great back here. No. I mean, we've been uh, there's this thing called the sun. I haven't seen it in about eight days. I don't know if it exists or not, but it's supposedly up there. I have no idea. But it's been bad here in, in, the, in the Jersey Shore area. Seems like it's an important part to our ecosystem no? You would think so. You know, <laughs> vitamin D might help you. <laughs> it's supposed well, to vitamin be Vitamin D might help you. Hey, I'll yeah. tell you, all kidding aside, yeah. I would get, I don't know if they call it seasonal depression, but growing up in Michigan where you didn't see the sun for literally months on end and it was just gray all day, that does have an impact on your mood. Well, it does. And I think, you know, partly, you know, you're, 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 in a, you're in a beach town, which comes to life today. There's a huge down the main street here in Ocean City. There's the block party, which kind of signals the start of summer, even though it's not Memorial Day. You kind of want the weather to kind of cooperate with you a little bit. You know, I'm not looking to go to the beach and get some some tan, but, you know, you want to be able to wear a pair of shorts or not have a heavy sweatshirt when you're out there walking the dogs. It's kind of spring in the east is probably the most uh, challenging in terms of your patience level because you want it to That's turn true. nice. And yet it never seems to be on the same speed that you're on. And it always creates a little bit of problems and conflict. But we'll get through it. Anticipatory. Do you... Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. The block party sounds kind of lit. Like, are you gonna be on a? Oh, are, are you gonna be on a parade floor? I'm gonna go out the back door here, Patrick. I'm gonna go out the back door. I can't. You couldn't park on the street, so they have all the vendors from the boardwalk. This great pizza place called Mac Manco's. It's just Manco Manco now, but they'll be out there and the the caramel corn and the you know the all this all the things that kind of make this little town unique because. There's very few fast food places in this town. We have a McDonald's, we have a Domino's, and that's about it. You know, we have Starbucks, but, uh, you know, usually everything is kind of part of the fabric of the town, and, and that'll be right there on that street today. Ocean City, New Jersey, 
Block Party, I feel like the Spotify list is all Bruce. It's just you're yeah. only going to hear Springsteen well, you'll all get day. A little, you'll get a little Bon Jovi in there, too. Yeah, we don't worry. We'll get a little Bon Jovi in there going, too. But right. it'll be, I mean, it's a good start to the summer. And this is something, you know, this is the best part of living down at the Jersey Shore is just be, enjoy the summers and, and handle that. So, And now that we don't have to worry about watching any 76er games, we have a sense of peace and calmly in our lives. <laughs> I knew you'd find a way to work them back into that. Uh, the, the Jets, uh, so scheduling anomaly. The Jets. You How about this? talk about the Jets. But, but check this out. About. They start, the Jets are a hot commodity. Everybody loves the Jets. They start all four, their first four, AFC North. Ra- Ravens, yeah. Browns, Bengals, Steelers. This is a team that went 4-13 and 13 last year, 5.5 on the win total this year. you got to pay a little juice on the over. They're 28-1 to one to win the East there. A great draft. I'm saying that I'm putting that in parentheses, Michael, because that's the vibe coming out of the draft and I can get to the details, but there is, there is a buzz and some energy with this Jets franchise right now. No doubt. I mean, you look, you know, they add the Jermaine Johnson kid in the, in, in the bottom of the first round, which gives them that defensive lineman that they needed. I think Bryce Hall at the top of the second gives them another running back to go along with Michael Carter, who they drafted in the fourth round. So, you know, this is all going to come down to, to Zach Wilson and his development, you know, under Mike LaFleur's uh, tutelage. I thought he got better as the year went on. I really did, Patrick. I thought he improved. And, you know, he showed signs of, of not being as bad. I mean, look, early in the year, he was a disaster, Agreed. turning the ball over at record rates and couldn't hold on to it. But he did get better. Now, look, you know, what, what I think the untold secret is that no one discusses about the Jets last year, and a lot of it was injuries. But, you know, for the guy who's the defensive head coach, their defense ranked 32nd in points in, in yards allowed and points scored on. I mean, they couldn't stop the run. They, they, gave, they were 32nd in the league in touchdowns rushing. They were 32nd in rushing attempts. I mean, you know, they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't stop the run. You know, and those problems seem to indicate more than just, oh, well, we just had some injuries. And, and I think they're going to they're, they're have to temper this enthusiasm and kind of get good before they get great. This is what happens to bad teams quite a bit, is they feel like, okay, we've had a good draft, now we're just going to start winning. No, right. no, it's going to take a little bit more to just to do that, especially when you look at some of their numbers, how bad they were in terms of just overall their, their ability. You know, they, you know, you could say, well, they beat Tennessee. Okay, great. They beat Cincinnati. Okay, great. You go back and watch those tapes. You know, Cincinnati wasn't quite 100%. You know, they struggled to beat Houston. That's one of their wins down the, you know, and they, and they you know, and, and they beat Jacksonville. I mean, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I would, I know everybody's going to want to play the over six, but I'm not sure it's a gimme putt. I think they've got to get good before they get great. And where's Zach Wilson in all of this? I think that's going to be the key component. The Salah defense was reminiscent of what the Lions fans dealt with with the Patricia defense, meaning we had these expectations that we were getting yeah. something special, and we didn't get something special. We got something bad, to be fair. It was, it was really bad. I mean, they couldn't. And, and you know, without Mosley in the game, when Mosley was hurt, that affected them. But, I mean, just for the whole, they couldn't stop the run. You know, they couldn't stop the run, and they couldn't stop the pass. Other than that, it was delightful, you know. And so, to me, that there's, you know, this is what's got to improve. You know, in his stretch, chess ability, his ability as a head coach. To me, the first thing you look for in a first-year head coach is, can he solve the problems on the side of the ball that he was hired to solve, right? And, you know, and, and, and they couldn't really do that. And they couldn't create – this whole concept of their defense is about creating turnovers, about how are we going to – they have one game all year against Miami where they created three turnovers. Every other game, they went games where they didn't create a turnover. You know, and they only had two games where they created two turnovers. So that tells you the team speed of your defense isn't great. Now, does Sauce Garner make a difference in that? Does Jermaine Johnson make a difference in that? We'll still see. But as we know from the book, no draft choices, no draft picks move the number. No draft picks move the number. All the teams that are picking in the top 12 – you know, that didn't move the number. I wrote about that in the column. I mean, you know, it didn't change anything. So I, I think you've got to be a little slower with your progression of, of, of expectation for the Jets. I'm not saying they're going to be brutal, but I think you've got to really temper your expectation and look at the schedule. The, obviously, you mentioned Brees Hall, who can do a ton out of the backfield. Michael Carter popped last year as well, the rookie last year out of North Carolina. What's fascinating about the Jets, honestly, 
How do you analyze their wide receiving corps? So Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Corey Davis, Barrios, and Denzel Mims. There's some question marks, to say the least, amongst that crew, right? Well, I think Mims is on the outside looking at it. They don't like Mims. The, 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 Mims was drafted by Douglas but Mims is on their not their he wasn't drafted. He's been in the doghouse since he's been there. And I wouldn't be surprised if they traded Mims before the start of the camp. I would not be surprised by that at all. You know, because I feel like they're looking, they don't really, they're not in Because when you use a first round pick, a high first round pick on another receiver, and you've used a two and a two, you know, and you've signed all this money to court. Look at the money Joe Douglas has put in receivers. High second round pick and more. First round pick and Wilson. You know, paid dearly for Corey Davis. Resigned Braxton Barrios. I mean, resigned him and then spent a two for Denzel Mims. I mean, he's put a lot of money in that position, you know, and so now he's got to hope that Lakin Tomlinson, the kid that they signed from the 49ers in their offensive line, the left side of this line is a concern. If they move Becton over to right tackle, you know, now the left side of this line is a little bit, you've got to worry about it. I know they paid Tomlinson a lot of money, but he was not, he was not the best offensive lineman in San Francisco by no means. So there's a lot of work to be done, and, and, and it all comes right back to Wilson. Where are you on Wilson? How do you feel about Wilson? And what development is Wilson going to make? I think that's going to be the critical uh, aspect as we study them this preseason. Remember when George Foreman had boys and girls and named them all George? Yeah. I can assure you of this, Michael Lombardi, whether I have kids or get more animals, they're all getting named Sauce because Sauce, Sauce Gardner, Gardner is the best name of all time. Yeah. Sauce? You know, it, it's – it's, or star. Like, you know, like I was writing up, uh, I was talking about Al Davis when he went to go meet Lance Allworth, and Lance Allworth's attorney's name was Star. Don't you all, don't we all need an attorney <laughs> named Star? We do. I feel like he might win the case. Who are you with yeah, today, I mean, like Fem? Got... Wes Reynolds, okay. I, hey, you're a star. I call is you my a man star. Fem there? Is he yeah, good? Is Femi, he ready to go? Femi's, Femi's ready to go. He and your boy Wes Reynolds coming up next here on VSIN. Well, Mickelson withdrew from the PGA. Would love to hear what Wes Reynolds has to say about that. That's rather interesting. Yeah, There's a lot of intrigue going on behind this PGA tour that could make a great documentary one day. Greg Norman not doing too much for his PR these days. Let's just put it that way. And the boys will have yeah, more really. coming up next with them and Wes. Michael, have a great Saturday. I'll see you in the oh, morning. Oh, great day. Enjoy it, Patrick. Okay. Thank you. We'll see you next time here on Lombardi Line. Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200 if you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer regardless of your bet's outcome. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus code V. Simply use bonus When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.